0: Well, hello
1: there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington.
0: And I'm Bill Knight, and if I am not mistaken, it's Friday. <laughs> it, certainly, got it's Friday. it
1: certainly is. Uh, boy, I think today we can we can step into the realm of conspiracy theory. Oh, oh yes, because, because I, I got a couple <laughs> of them here that have been making the rounds and it makes you shake your head, if you know what I mean, you know? Um one of them popped up, a friend of mine sent it to me, and I wanted to read this to you and get your thoughts. You remember Helena Hutchins? Yes, I do. She was the uh, cinematographer on the movie Rust mm. that uh, Alec Baldwin was starring in, and she was the victim of the shooting when he pulled the trigger on the gun and it went off and killed her. October and, of last yes, year, And yes. wo- wounded the director. mm mm-hmm. um, Well... There may be more to her story than meets the eye. Listen to this. She was working on, supposedly, in her next film, a documentary on uh, child trafficking, human trafficking, and pedophilia in Hollywood. Okay, so Hmm. it also says here that Paul Walker, Anthony Bourdain, you know who he is, the food expert and stuff, who they say hung himself, I believe, in Paris, Uh, and Hesch, all were working on documentaries regarding human trafficking and pedophilia. Also, Congresswoman Jackie Wolorski, who was going to work with Ann Hesch, died a week before in a car accident. Now, as the saying goes, first time is an accident, incident. Second time is a coincidence. Third time is a pattern. And we're way beyond a third time. So that's that's one of the uh, conspiracy theories out there. It just says it seems to be too coincidental. Well, did you want me to comment? Yes. It is
0: Alec Baldwin, who you know, he's a big screaming liberal, but you know, it's funny because court documents show mm-hmm. that uh, back when uh, Maxwell was going through her trial, uh, Epstein's little black book showed up, which predates mm-hmm. uh, you know the 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 set of uh, What was that? uh, Rust. 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 Yep. Yeah, the killing there. And let's call it a killing because you see, Alec, um, he was in Epstein's book. He is, uh, and he was actually accused uh, in that sex trafficking child porn thing. And apparently he's been to the island. He was.
1: Now it's funny you should mention Epstein. Yeah. Because there's another weird incident that happened within the last couple of days. Stephen Hoffenberg, who worked with Jeffrey Epstein, was found dead in his Connecticut apartment. Hoffenberg, a longtime Jeffrey Epstein associate, was found dead in his Derby, Connecticut apartment. He was 77 years old. He was found by officials who said his body was, quote, in a state where a visual identification could not be made, end quote. He had been dead for some time. Now, I'm I'm thinking, okay. Even when a body has been has been lying, decomposes, yes, yeah, I get it. It's been it's been lying there for a while. Uh, usually, they can do identifications. That you know, they can do fingerprint. They can do dental identifications, uh, and even bloated a body usually is recognizable. It's not fun to look at, but I mean. For example, if you look at old battlefield pictures from the Civil War, because the bodies were laying around for a long time, comparatively speaking, they would be bloated. But you still could tell, you know, who, 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 they who were. it was. And yeah. what
0: about the stench from a body decomposing shit. Well, that's just,
1: it's a, if it was an apartment, you would think the building exactly. would be. Yeah.
0: So uh, something was poured on them to do that. I'm surprised they didn't take it to the worst step, you know. Throwing him in a bathtub, pulling his teeth, and dropping acid there and
1: dropping them down the drain. Oh, they could have lit him on fire, too. But then I guess guess they figured the building would have burned down, and that would have drawn attention. No,
0: it it was a sloppy job, and somehow there's going to be some evidence, I think. But maybe not. I don't know.
1: It just seems so coincidental that a uh, former Epstein partner dies suspiciously like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Epstein, they're, they're still trying to tell us that Epstein committed suicide. And, you know, mainstream media, for the most part, tries to sell that, too. The fact that he was abandoned by his guards, he was on supposedly suicide watch. He was supposed to be watched. That's amazing. Yeah, everybody
0: that dies, yeah. and you'll say, well, that's why they're on suicide watch. But, you know, you got to wonder here, because this almost sounds like a page out of some famous uh, political character's book where uh, the Mm -hmm. amount of people that have died associated... With them, her Hillary. Oh uh, yeah, I'd be interested yeah. to know. Are there any pictures floating around with Alec with There's, Hillary? You Bill? can go
1: online and search for mysterious deaths related to the Hillary to the Clinton family, and you'll see on some lists it'll see as many as like a hundred mm-hmm. mysterious deaths. Others oh, will be more conservative. Others will be more conservative and be like half that. But right. there's a lot of people now. I I don't know about you, but I've been around here for a while, and there aren't a lot of suspicious deaths associated with me. You would think that some of these deaths would draw attention to to the Clintons, but uh, they just keep getting off. They keep getting away with whatever they're getting away with. But I thought that uh, that Paul Walker, Anthony Bourdain, and Anne Hesch thing was was interesting. I can remember people saying about Bourdain that didn't make sense. You know that he committed suicide because he was in France, and he—I guess the last people who saw him said he was in a good mood and good spirits. He was uh, happy to be uh, working, and all of a sudden they found him dead in this, uh, his apartment. It mm-hmm. didn't—it didn't make a lot of sense. And you know, Paul Walker—he uh, was killed in a high-speed car accident that caught fire in Los Angeles. Uh, Does that sound familiar with anything? Maybe like Anne Hesh, high speed car accident in Los Angeles that catches fire. I'm just now. It could be a a pure coincidence, all right. But it's I like to write film scripts and books, and these are the kind of things that make you go, hmm. You know. Well,
0: you know, you know, everybody has a pattern, a mode of operation. So if you hire a killer. Probably going to use the same technique that he's used to doing That's all right. the time. <laughs> and, you know, I'm Touché. looking at pictures of Baldwin tied to a family that has a lot of mysterious deaths all around them. And uh, he's there with one of the prominent figures in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 photos. And I can click see more. So, in other words, there's a connection. And then you dot all the other I's, cross all the other T's. You have probability there. that So uh, and-
1: let's, let's talk about strange things. We are told to expect so much nowadays, so much on faith, you know? I mean, just trust us. We're from the FBI, and we're telling you the truth. Or trust us. We're from the administration. We don't lie. Just believe us. Mm-hmm. Um, too many things have happened in the last few years that seemed to the intelligent observer to be untruthful. I mean, I point to the election right off the bat. People who were paying attention said there's something wrong here right off the bat. Uh, you, you had one candidate who didn't leave his basement. And when he did, he went to a, a parking lot and had uh, eight circles drawn and and people sitting on chairs in those circles. And that was his, his crowd. The other candidate would go to a, a rally, there'd be fifty thousand people there. They would be in in the stadium and out in the parking lot with uh, with TV screens. The guy just was phenomenally popular, and you're you're expected to believe that the candidate that couldn't draw flies to a uh, uh, a honey factory. I'm just trying trying to be diplomatic here. Nice, yes, yes. I get it. Uh, yeah. I, uh, he he's the guy who won. I mean, listen. He, here's what he said yesterday. i got to play this for you. He right. He was, um, he did a, I, I want to say rally. He was in Rockville, Maryland. He's from Delaware, okay? It's like going into your backyard. And uh, uh, it was a, a small, like half a gymnasium, and they had a bunch of people in there, and they're all cheering for Biden to give the optics, to make it look like it's a Trump rally, okay? They're probably having free food, and uh free beer and beer on ice the
0: pig in the ground baby come out we got a rally in the backyard and if you're a union
1: employee if you're a union employee you got the day off okay so he's there and he says this
2: 2020 you and 81 million americans voted to save our democracy that's why donald trump isn't just a former president he is a defeated former president And it's not hyperbole. Now you need to vote to literally save democracy again.
1: You know, it's just funny to hear the crowd because did they go there to hear a great orator? Did they go there because they're usually, you know, glued to his every word? You know that's not the case. But there was one guy who went to the same rally. All right. I want you to pay attention to this, Right. And he sure. would, Bill. He was about fifteen feet from the stage. All right, listen to this.
2: And the whole notion of the "burn it all down" politics of MAGA Republicans continues to be a drumbeat. You stole but, the but. You stole it! You stole the knife! That's a, No, 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 no. Let him go. Let him go. Let, let him go. That's okay. Folks. Folks. Folks, ignorance knows no boundaries. But we never gave up. We never gave in. And we're delivering for the American people now.
1: First and of now, all, he's stealing a line the from the Trump the rally. Real yes, he is. He said Trump says, we'll never give up. We'll never give in. That's what Trump says at his rally. So he all of a sudden you see Biden up there. He's taken that that line and tried to make it his.
0: Right? Well, they steal a lot of things. You know, let's unravel all of this here. The burn... Uh, Burn it down, uh, burn it all down, MAGA, okay? Oh, he hates MAGA. Well, build back better, okay, they had to take a perfectly good economy and destroy it. We were building the wall, let's tear that damn thing down. Who is the burn it down candidate? It's Joe. Who has a history of lying? It's Joe. Who has a history of stealing? It's Joe. Well, let's talk about stealing now, because we won it by 81 million votes. Yeah, yes, right. we did. <laughs> well, you know, the here's the interesting thing about that. Uh, I don't didn't pull up the numbers here because I just did it off the cuff, but I did it the other day. I looked at the population of the United States in 2008 and the amount of voters. All right? So that gives you a baseline. Then you go to 2012, the next general election population of the United States, and how many people voted. Now, that gives you kind of a you know a, a pattern of population versus how many people vote and a percentage. Then you go to 2012 to 2016, all right? And again, you get the baseline, which was right in line with the previous two years that I gave you, 2008, 2012. And then you skip ahead to 2020. And you look at the growth, and again, it is right in line with the other three years, all right? Right. But here's the problem, and uh, uh, well, 2016, it was right in line. 2020, it was right in line, but the vote growth was some 40 million way beyond the expectation of what it was, so he's basically saying he had 82 million, Trump had 75.
1: Therefore hundred and sixty or fifty six million people voted. Which is we forty million po- which is forty million more than the other three election periods. Essentially, yes. And what happens is we didn't have the
0: population growth, and that population growth, yeah, you got immigrants. Well it's there, totally but-
1: explainable, Bill.
0: They came oh, out of geez. they
1: came out of China. <laughs>
0: Totally explainable. They 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 arrived at three in the morning in a damn (laughs) bell truck. Yes, they did. Yes, yeah, and be and they you know and see now that's the other interesting thing. Those overnight votes in all the key states that were red and this just turned blue. Well, ninety six point nine percent. Go back and check it. I could be off by a couple of percentages, but it was in the nineties, and I believe it was ninety six point nine percent were all for Joe Biden. Statistically, Joe, impossible makes you just like your college career and but, everything. Oh, well, I graduated at the top of the class. No, you were at the bottom of the class. Matter of fact, Joe, you were a D student. Okay,
1: let's get back to the world of conspiracy. All right, <laughs> all right wow, so, that so, is conspiracy. It's a lie. I know. We I, we think that the elections were manipulated with. They were. They were played with, and the media. They will get out there and they'll tell you that we're from another planet, okay? Oh, no. It was just the big lie on the part of Donald Trump, that big bad orange man. Well, let's talk about manipulation. Mark All Zuckerberg right. was on with Joe Rogan. You know, he has a very popular podcast. That's yes, it, yeah. And Zuckerberg was talking about uh, Facebook and the part it played in the 2020 election. And Zuckerberg made an interesting uh, confession on Mike. And I'm going to play it for you right here, and then we'll talk about it.
3: (laughs) How do you guys handle things when they're a, a big news item that's controversial? Like there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York Yeah, Post. we had that too. Yeah. So you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically the background here is the FBI. I think basically came to us. Uh, some some folks on our team. and was like, hey, um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the twenty sixteen election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of. Um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said, you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What, what we do is we have, um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we, we also have this third-party fact-checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And for the, I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being, um, being determined whether it was false, um, the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it, you could still consume it. So when um, you say the distribution has decreased. In, it, it got shared. It, how does that work? It basically the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less, so fewer people uh-huh. saw it than would have otherwise. So it definitely. By what percentage? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's. It's it's meaningful, but I mean, but basically, a um, a lot of people were still able to share it. We got a lot of complaints that that was the case. Um, you know, obviously this is a hyper political issue. So depending on what side of the political spectrum you either think we didn't censor it enough or censored it way too much. But right. but we weren't sort of as black and white about it as, as Twitter. We just kind of thought, hey, look, if, if the FBI, which and you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country it's like very professional law enforcement they come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something that i want to take that seriously did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story i I, no i I don't remember if it was that specifically but it was it basically fit the pattern i
1: think mark knew towards the end of that uh, interview that he was stepping in a lot of doo-doo and he was trying to extricate himself if you know what i mean but Yeah. yeah couple of things that I found interesting about that. First of all, what is the FBI doing interfering with the election? What is the FBI doing going to Facebook and warning them about something like, you better not uh, give this too much credence because mm-hmm. we think it's uh, an illegitimate uh, a story. Now, that's baloney, Bill. You sent me, for example, I wish we had video right now, you sent me a short clip yesterday oh, clip of, of Hunter Biden. Uh, he looked like he was probably nude. He was naked from the waist up anyway. And he's going a they, cigarette or whatever it yeah, was. And he's weighing cocaine on, on a scale. Am I correct? Crack cocaine or whatever. He's, he's, yeah. Crack cocaine. So, you know, but
0: there was about 20 ounces there. Yeah. Well, any of it's a felony. And I'm going like, I do remember A case where some, you know, when people were just all braggy about it. Oh, look at this. I made this cooker and I'm cooking this cocaine here. Uh, You know, uh, cooking up crack actually is what they were cooking up. And uh, they said, here it is. And they posted the video. Feds saw that and they said, there you go. It's evidence. He's admitting they went and got him, shut down his operation and locked him away. And that happened in California. Posting that thing is an admission of guilt to a felony. But we haven't done anything about it, really. It's like doesn't matter how it got out there. The if you got is, a video of some, if you
1: got a video of somebody committing murder, right? That's evidence.
0: Exactly.
1: So here's a guy. He's weighing his cocaine, his crack, and he's not arrested. Now, if that were Eric Trump or Donald Trump Jr., do you think that the same thing would have applied to them?
0: Well, they'd both still be buried under the uh, front left pillar of the, uh,
1: the jail. <laughs>
0: uh, you know, the. the yeah, I think they would be. I up.
1: think they'd still be in cuffs wearing County Orange, as they would yeah. say. So uh, they could take
0: uh, pictures of it. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Uh, so you have the FBI manip- trying to get a media uh, out- outfit to not carry a story. Not to carry, that's the FBI doing that, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. They also, then you have Zuckerberg admitting to doing something that we all kind of knew they do. They throttle stuff. Now, what does, all that, the time. what does that mean? That means that if you, it, if they don't like what you're saying, if they don't like what you're doing on Facebook, they don't necessarily yank you. They just make it so a handful of people see it. And we we know from experience that they must have an algorithm that can listen not only read your description but listen to your video or your because sometimes our videos are throttled. I know that I have uh, a lot of people who like to listen to the show and they download it and they like to find out that it's available on Facebook. Sometimes they don't get a notice about like today's show. Until, like, three days from now.
0: Yeah, and you see numbers tick up. Now, you saw before our lying eyes a uh, little thing that I've mentioned before, oh, too. amazing. Things can change right in front of you going, oh, that's pretty good downloads there. Yeah. Wait a minute. It just refreshed. The number went down? How yeah. did that happen? It
1: was just there, but now it's I there. don't think you can trust uh, a lot of the statistics you get on on the Internet from these companies because I don't think that they're honest. That's terrible to say. I know that sounds, uh, uh, it's, we're used to being in a business where the statistics are that you paid for in radio are basically honest. They try to be truthful. They make make some mistakes and they have some strange ways of doing things sometimes, but for the most part in broadcasting, they're honest. I don't think the same thing happens in the world of the internet. I, no. I think that sometimes you get a, a fraction of the people who are listening to your program. For example, we have one statistic that we look at, and we can see a map of the world. And we see oh, yeah. we see many, many downloads. I mean, we, they, they'll admit to it, different countries that are listening to our show. If you take those downloads and total them all up, we should have the same figure on the daily downloads. But it's not. They don't match. They don't even care to match. So yeah,
0: that is interesting. Now they'll they'll probably lie and say different servers and stuff like that. And what do we care about yeah. foreign entities? Well, I, I care about any listener because they want to know what's going on in the United States. We are a player on the world stage, a, a big player. We've made ourselves that, and I know that right now on the world stage, the United States is being laughed at, and you might be sitting there on the left. Oh, that's not true. The
1: land of the free and the home of the brave. We've, we've touted that for centuries, right? We, we have put ourselves out there as being a free and honest country. And now we have all this corruption, all of this crap going on in our, in our country, you know, from the pandemic bill to the election. To all that's going on, we just talked about the first thing we started off today was a a conspiracy about pedophilia and, and the people who've died. And we thought, you know, can this possibly be true? Well, you know what, if you are all about child
0: safety and, uh, you know, you, you, you know, people that are pedophiles, uh, you sit there and go, we got to do something to get rid of them. Alec is dirty. Look it up. We got, we got, we got a president who took showers. With his daughter. Look at the way he kisses what? His granddaughter. If if anybody sees a grandfather kissing a daughter or a granddaughter the way he does, oh. knock him out and call the police. He's a pedophile. This guy And Joe, I
1: mean, you don't tongue kiss your family. Hey, listen. Your wife, yes. I don't daughter, care. No. I don't care what anybody says. No father takes a shower with his teenage daughter. Or you know, no. you just don't do that. Even if the even if it was a child, let's say it wasn't a teenager, a preteen. You, you, do, you, do you think it's okay for a grown man to get into a shower with his daughter who is uh eight or nine years old? My God, that is sick. And see, there are pictures that prove
0: all of that going on. And that gets back to, ladies, if it's your daughter and your husband or uh your dad or his, your husband's dad did that to your daughter, what would you do? And I know exactly what you would do unless you really creeped in the mind. Uh, You you might be facing some criminal charges, but I would back you on that and say, hey, you know, you did the right thing. Jill, what's your problem? What is your problem, Jill? You're a woman. You stand for women issues. You stand for what's just and right. You're going to let your
1: old man get away with that? What's going on there? Now, if, if you're out there and you're saying, where are you getting your information from? Where are you getting these, these facts from? How about his daughter's diary? Now, you may say, well, that must have been a phony diary. Let me tell you what happened yesterday. Yesterday, two people admitted to selling this diary. And they, they, they're saying essentially that they, quote, stole it. But that was like a plea deal. This is what I, what I heard. The two people, a man and a woman had found the diary in a house that I guess they were renting that had been rented previously by Biden's daughter. She had left the diary in her, in the house. Now, first of all, I don't know who she left her diary in the house and Hunter quote, left his laptop in a, a computer store. You think Joe would have said, Hey guys you got to pay attention to what you're writing and pay attention to where you leave your stuff. You just can't leave it lying around because it can get us into trouble because both of these things from both of his kids were left lying around. Well, Joe's got to be careful, too, what he says, because
0: if what you say spells what you are, over the years, he's a racist. And a lot of other things, too. But, you know, they like to throw names and labels out there These aren't names and labels. These
1: are facts. So the thing is, those two people were arrested and pled guilty to stealing the diary, even though they they didn't really steal it. It was there. They just didn't return it. But I guess the FBI put a lot of pressure on these people because Joe was angry. Because what is the FBI? The FBI is Joe's personal security force. That's what they are. That's, That's what exactly they've become. Right. They are not neutral and they should be. They have sold themselves for for decades as being the G men, the uh, the law enforcement people that you aspire to be. That's what they but they're not. Okay? And now they're the Gestapo. But so you don't plead guilty to stealing a diary if it's not authentic. So the diary that I just told you about, where she admitted that she took showers with her father, which she even admitted in her diary were inappropriate, was a real diary. It wasn't something. Yeah, it if, just got authenticated by if, the FBI. If Thank you Joe, very much, guys. If, if Joe had been smart, he would have paid no attention to that diary and let it go by the wayside. That's not a hey. Oh, I'm, yeah, not gonna it, working, well, I'm, I'm not, not going to give it. Well, I'm not going to give it the time of day. Yeah. He could have he could have made up a story which
0: he's good at making up stories. I mean, his dad did so many <laughs> things at the kitchen table. Oh, Joe's done so many things exactly. at the kitchen table and in the shower with God knows what.
1: Oh, jeez. So, you have a president who's a liar, possibly a, a pedophile. I mean, in my entire life, in your entire life, I never once thought of or had aspired to taking a shower with a child. What I sure what as hell what grown man in his right friggin' mind would do something like that unless he were a sick demented bastard, pardon my french.
0: Hey look, you know what? There are a lot of sick demented people out there. Sorry to say but the porn industry makes money off of them. Um, because they're obviously out there. So Do you want him uh, to be president of the United States? Uh, no. I mean, well, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, this is the guy that ran around the uh, vice presidential White House naked. Come on.
1: You know what they this, used to? The, the FBI. Yeah, I know what they
0: used to call. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the FBI, not the FBI. I'm sorry. The Secret, Secret Service, Service yeah. used to uh, when he was running around the vice president's mansion naked. The Secret Service would. In their walkie-talkies, would say, uh, "Cobra, Cobra, uh, Cobra, Cobra, uh, Cobra's on the loose." <laughs> cobra, yeah. uh, your mind can fill in the blank as to why they called him Cobra. But anyway, he would, uh, he would do his thing. So now you have Mar-a-Lago being raided because, and, and Joe is denying. By the way, he's denying, I didn't have anything to do that. I had no forewarning of that, and. Yet, but there, there are, are memos that prove yeah, he did have something exact, to do with it. Exactly right. Oh, you got to love the guy.
0: And what is it? The uh,
1: uh, uh, William Barr has proved Bill now Barr, that he yeah. lied. Bill Barr, the, he, he lied? Here's the thing, folks, and I think you'll agree, Bill. Mm-hmm. The swamp, uh, it, no matter whether you're Republican or Democrat, if you are a resident of the swamp, and, uh, and the swamp is somebody who lives in D.C., and that's really where their allegiances lie to the people in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they are more concerned about protecting their little world and their power and, and all of the things that uh, come with that power than having a, a safe and glorious country. And, and they will do things like destroy a good man like Trump you know, in, in, in the name of protecting their own little world. Well, if Trump is such a bad guy, why
0: is Biden stealing phrases from him?
1: Hey, build back better. Yeah. It's an, that's an answer to make America great again. That's all it is.
0: Yeah. It's all a ripoff out there.
1: Uh, you gotta wonder what's going on. And you know, the, the whole pandemic thing with Fauci, now he says that he's leaving. He's going away in December. He's decided enough is enough, plus that's uh, when the the earliest stage is leaving town. Um, but anyway, there's an interesting cut I have here, and I, I want to warn you, if you are somebody who is easily offended, uh, I would suggest that maybe you turn the volume of your radio down now. Maybe you can go out into the kitchen for the next uh, twenty-five if seconds. If you or so. haven't
0: heard this before,
1: yes, but lived but a we, sheltered life. We love our listeners. We understand that some people are offended by cursing, but this is interesting because of the person who's doing the cursing. This is somebody who has anchored presidential debates. Uh, she has been a very successful anchor. Her name is Megan Kelly. And listen to what she says about uh, Tony Fauci. Fauci is saying, essentially, that, of course, I'll answer any question that the uh, the senators want to ask me as long as they're questions that I like. That's okay. just, here's what Megan says. He sounds like he's been invited to afternoon
4: tea at one of our houses. I will consider it. I'll consider it. You know, only if it's oversight, because what I experienced was personal attacks. I will
3: go if it's true. Oh, fuck you, Dr. Fauci. You don't get to say whether you go. You get a
1: congressional subpoena. You show up, or you get the Steve Bannon treatment. I got to tell you, even when when she says those words, it doesn't have the same intensity or punch that it would have. Let's say if uh, if the words came out of I don't know uh, the so rock. if you were a single the, man and yeah. she hit up on you, you you'd walk still into kiss a biker bar, right? You walk into a biker bar. I'd you, expect that. You'd expect to hear it, but you'd expect to hear it with a little more. Oomph, you know, like gay. Hey, uh, hey, hey, yeah, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no. She says it, and it's kind of dainty. You know, I got to play oh, it. No. Let me play it again. All right. And uh, again, if you're, if you're somebody who is easily offended, just step to the side. Maybe put, a little, put your headphones on or take them off. You know, go get yourself a coffee. Just your headphones. Nothing else, please. Yeah. Here we go. He sounds like he's been invited to afternoon tea at one of our houses. I will
4: consider it. I'll consider it, you know, only if it's oversight, because what I experienced was personal attacks. I will go if it's true. Oh, fuck you, Dr. Fauci.
3: You don't get to say whether you go. You get a congressional subpoena, you show up or you get the Steve Bannon
1: treatment. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the look, and I know it you sounds know. it sounds kind of sexist for me to say she sounds dainty when she says that, but she does. Sound a little dainty, doesn't she?
0: Yeah, she sounds a little dainty, but I don't know. In, in a perverted way. Well, there's that word, perverted. Oh, you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, knowing
1: her, yeah, it's kind of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> well, she she is an she's a character. I like I like her. She's a feisty lady, and she's smart as heck. And, uh, but that really obviously touched a nerve when Fauci said that uh, he'd consider certain things. No, no, no. There's no considering anything. You will show up and you will answer the questions. If they sent me a subpoena, I would have to go and sit there. There's no option. Apparently, we are not
0: really engaged enough today. I just put on my oximeter. Yes. Uh, 99 over
1: 55,
0: which is good. But well, well, I mean my it should be way through the
1: ceiling. Well, I got I still got some more audio that <laughs> might might get you there before the uh, the day is done. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. First of all, interesting thing happened to Marjorie Taylor Green. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I've heard about this. Marjorie and- Taylor Green, she's a she's a real feisty, another tough woman. Another, She's small. being attacked,
0: and uh, they yeah. want her gone. They can't get the public. Well, to they're, her. Trying they their love her dead.
1: they're trying their darndest, right? So what happened to where she's home in, I guess, Rome, Georgia? And she's in bed. It's about 1 o'clock in the morning. And Well, I'll let her
4: explain. What was it like from your perspective? I mean, you're home. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. Did this start with a, a knock on the door? Was it a phone call? Was it a pounding? What actually happened last night from what you can tell us? Yeah, and I'll be happy to go through detail by detail. So I was sound asleep, um, uh, of course, never expected anyone to be coming to my house at that time in the morning. Um, heard some knocks on the door, heard my doorbell, saw some lights outside, heard people outside my windows, um, in my yard, and I jumped out of bed, um, threw my clothes on and I picked up my gun. That was that was my instinct because I'm I'm a gun owner, I'm a second amendment supporter, um, and I, I believe in defending myself. And normally I answer the door with a gun, especially if it's someone that I don't expect coming to my home. But for some reason I had this weird gut instinct to not take my gun with me to the front door, which is was very out of, out of norm for me. So I put my gun down and I just went down the hallway and the house was still dark. And I came around the corner and looked out the windows, and there I saw the police outside. And they, you know, they had their guns; they were ready because they had received a terrible phone call to the nine one one center. And um, so I walked up there, and I saw them. I was really startled, and I didn't, I, I couldn't think like, why are they here? You know did something bad happen you know that's that was what i was thinking i i thought maybe someone had been hurt or or killed and they were coming to talk to me about it and i opened the door and the the officer standing there he said ma'am are, are you okay is everything okay here but it was the body posture of the police uh that was really concerning me like it had me even I was upset. I was, I was afraid. I was like, there's something terribly wrong. And I said, yeah, I'm okay. You know, I I was sleeping, you know, I'm, I'm like trying to understand what they're doing. And he said, hold on, let me get, let me get my Sergeant. And then they, they came from around the corner and came up the steps and told me that someone had called in to the 911 call center here in Rome, Georgia, and had reported that, that someone had shot either they said either her husband or her boyfriend five times in the chest in a bathtub and then they you know they they were sending the police to to supposedly go help but then they called back a second time and said there's children in the home there's children in the home so with those phone calls they were setting up a a a very serious dangerous um scenario in, in a home right and police officers when they get those kind of calls, they they are they know what they're going into. They have to be prepared for it. They have to get there immediately. Um, this, you know, it, it sounds like they made it sound like there were children in danger at our house, and and so the police officers they got here they got to my house so fast. But then I said I was like I said no that's this is all wrong. I said come inside. I brought them inside. I said you know. They said, yeah, we, we realize what's happened is you've been swatted. And they were upset, rightfully so, and angry. And I was very upset. I could not believe someone would do that. And I was shocked um, because they put, not only did they put my life and my family's life in danger, they also put the police officers' lives in danger. And, and so whoever this person is, they, they deserve to be locked up.
1: That's Marjorie Taylor Greene with Jack Posobiac on the Charlie Kirk Show on Real America's Voice. And uh, that is a scary thing. She was swatted. And what makes it even worse is that that was uh, uh, an interview from Wednesday morning. It it happened on Tuesday. Tuesday night to Wednesday. yeah. And then she gave that uh, description uh, on Real America's Voice. And then that night, uh, somebody swatted her again. So it happened... Twice, like within three days, she was swatted twice. You don't think this is a planned attack, do you? Because I do, actually. I absolutely getting back to conspiracies, we're talking conspiracies today. I think yes, there is something but going on here There is no
0: conspiracy because you look at the news, they try to malign her, make her out as this dumb country blonde bumpkin. And she's not a dumb country blonde bumpkin, but the news has a way of taking uh uh, taking words like uh, "bedraggled," when they talk about the Trump attorneys. Now, the average person doesn't know what that word is, but why do they put it out there? It gets your attention.
1: Well, it's always, it's always Bill, uh, the right wing, cons- the right wing uh, senator from or congressperson from Georgia. It's Burn never-
0: it all down, MAGA group, and yeah. yet the party of destruction, the party of name calling, the party of hate. Are the liberals, I'm not going to say Democrats, because you guys have been infiltrated by a very evil horse. Wake up and look around you at your friends. Somebody told me, well, you know, uh, this is one way to see if uh, your friends are sheep uh, or wolves in sheep clothing. Well, you know what? There's a lot in that party that are. Wolves in sheep clothing, look around you. We got them in the Republican
1: Party, too. Some people have asked me, why do you guys, meaning you and me, Bill, why two veteran broadcasting guys doing a talk show, a political talk show? Part of it is because we know the power of the media, the power of the medium, too, okay? We know how much control the business has over the people who watch it slash listen to it. And, um, and, and it's troubling to see that control abused by people. Like if you watch some of the people who are on MSNBC, for example, I look at them with with amazement sometimes thinking, please, how in the name of God, did these guys become contributors? How in the name of God, did someone say, we've got to get this radical on our network to go after Donald Trump? Well, you know, the interesting thing is, it's funny you
0: mentioned that I was uh, uh, I was upstairs in the sabbatical, uh, you know, taking a yeah, yeah you were know, in the library yeah.
1: contemplating the next volume, yeah. Yes, yes.
0: and I'm looking at this ad pops up. You can be an expert on M- MSNBC or NBC <laughs> And they're telling you what you got to do, you know, whatever you're knowledgeable at, like us. we yeah. can be knowledgeable for political talk. We could actually end up, which is probably not a bad idea, On OAN or uh, Max News just telling what we think. <laughs> Pontificate. We're wow. good at that. Wow. But the, the, they're, So this is what's happening. These people are doing it for fame and glory. Everybody wants to put their two cents in, but a lot of people don't have two cents to pitch in, so they make it up. And that's what's going on. There's a survey out there, and it's interesting because 82% of people believe... Uh, the
1: news is untrustworthy and basically fake. You now, know, love that. Well, 60- speaking of fake stuff, you know what's happening today, and I was going to lead with it, and I thought, no, this, it's really not news yet. Uh, they're releasing a redacted affidavit. The federal judge, Hart, has yes. said, yes, we're going to release a redacted uh, affidavit. That is going to be about as useful as, as memory glands on a bull. Okay. I'm, I'm. it's going to have absolutely no impact, except a negative impact because what they'll leave in, in the affidavit to be seen are the, the negatives against Trump, anything that is something that could go against the federal government will be blacked out. I, I'm, I'm part of me says it's going to be mostly a, bl- a blacked out page. Filled with ands and thes. And furthermore, Donald, you know, Donald Trump's home Mar-a-Lago was black spot. You know, I mean, there'll be line after line of uh, of magic marker. Uh, and that'll be something that the media will jump on like it's a big story. You know, you can't look at half the evidence and make a full decision on something. You know? But they do it all the time. Oh, they, they absolutely do it all the time. With regard to that guy, Reinhardt, this is interesting. This just came out this morning. Uh, So we'll be watching, by the way, that affidavit story, but don't expect much from it, friends, please. When it comes out today, just shake your head. I mean, it is not going to be – the only way it could have been honest would have been if it were unredacted. It was just handed over to the press and said, here's what we have. But they didn't do it. It's going to be staged, and it's going to be censored like everything else this government has been doing for the last few years. It is not going to be honest, so just put it in the dustbin of evidence that it, uh, belongs in the dustbin. But this came out today. A Tea Party Group files complaint against Judge who approved Mar-a-Lago raid, quote, should be disciplined and removed, end quote. Tea Party Patriots Action has filed a federal complaint against federal Judge Bruce, E. Reinhardt, the judge who approved the Mar-a-Lago raid, uh, the complaint details the judge's anti-Trump bias and his donations to Democrats, and it goes on and on. But this was not an impartial, nonpartisan judge they went to. This was a no. guy who was uh, hand-picked. They, they, someone in, in Washington said, who can we find who is... Uh, Sympathetic with our cause, who will sign anything we stick in front of them? And they said, "Oh, there's this guy named Reinhardt uh, down in Florida. He's a he's one of us." Okay, give me. Make sure you have a nice fresh pen. Get down there and get him to sign this. And that's what they did. And now he's the same guy who said, "Oh yeah, we'll release a redacted uh, affidavit. Ignore it, friends. It isn't right. worth the paper it's written on." Also, Bill, another thing that uh, I thought I would play before the uh, show winds down. This is uh, an interesting thing. They had, uh, Steve Bannon had a guest, real smart guy, a guy named uh, Bradley Thayer. He's a doctor. He's a doctor who specializes on China and where China is right now. He thinks we're in a kind of a precarious situation. And uh, this is something which I th- I thought would play in, people could think about it over the weekend. All right. we're, we're, we're kind of watching the fire over here, you know? In the meantime, there's a blaze going on over there, and, and we are not paying attention. And I don't know whether it's intentional or not, but listen, this is Dr. Bradley Thayer.
5: China has a host of problems, demographic, economic, Um, military problems, no doubt all of that is certainly true, but that doesn't make them less of a threat. So the threat is based in their capabilities, that they are a potent economy, a potent technology, um, and a formidable military, Uh, but far more significantly is the intent of the Chinese Communist Party uh, to aggress against the rest of the world, uh, and most immediately, uh, Taiwan. So despite China's problems, we need to recognize they've got the capabilities and they have the intent, as they've made clear, uh, to be the dominant state, certainly by 2049, and I'm sure well, well before that, and that would be immediately in this decade, as well as to aggress against uh, Taiwan. Uh, in the near term uh, uh, as well. So, Steve, it's despite their problems, uh, their capabilities and their intent... Uh, are formidable and that's what makes them the greatest challenge that we face uh, as a country.
3: What timeline and what scale does the Chinese Communist Party and kind of the imperial
5: mindset of the CCP and any leadership of China, what scale and what duration do they think on Dr. Thayer? Well, they think on an immediate time scale, Steve, which is very important for uh, the audience uh, to, to, uh, uh, to, to clearly grasp that we could be at war with, uh, they could try to invade Taiwan today, uh, tomorrow, right, in, in, the, in, the mean, uh, in the near term. And we're still thinking in terms that we're going to have warning or we're going to have an adequate um, um, uh, intelligence or that we'll have time to prepare for this, when in fact, we need to recognize that we labor under the fog of peace, right? Our expectation is because there wasn't war yesterday, there's not gonna be tomorrow. Uh, And and we labor under that in part because we're seeking to preserve a status quo. We want things to remain as they are. Well, the Chinese Communist Party is determined to change the status quo. And they're very susceptible and influenced by a key idea in Chinese strategic thought of strategic advantage. And they see strategic advantage as being um, on their side now. And so we should expect them to act immediately. Uh, we should be expect them to act in the, in the um, a midterm. Uh, but it's the fundamental aspect to understand is that they're pushing against us all the time. And they've been at war with us really since they came to power in 1949. That's been more intense in some periods and it's been a little bit improved uh, during the late 1970s and the 1980s when there was a brief entente. Uh, between Beijing and Washington, but they've been targeting us for a long time. Now they have the capabilities to realize uh, their intent. So it could be tomorrow, Steve, and we need to recognize that there are rare signals that we get, like the um, May 14th uh, meeting, uh, that cut through that fog, and that allow us to recognize um, the Chinese are moving to undermine our position Uh, and to threaten our interests in the Indo-Pacific and elsewhere uh, immediately. You you want to recall Roberta Wohlstetter's great book in 1962, Pearl Harbor, Warning and Decision, where she looked through, how could we be surprised at Pearl Harbor? And her argument was, well, there was a lot of information coming in and the true signals, as she called them, the accurate information was kind of lost in the noise. Well, May 14th is a signal. And we've been getting a lot of those signals recently, which suggests that um, we may be on the precipice uh, of their effort to aggress against Taiwan, as they're aggressing against India presently, as they have designs on, on Japan, the Senkaku Island dispute, and in the South China Sea, as well as elsewhere.
1: Interesting guy. He said, we labor under the fog of peace. Status we try- quo. Yeah, we're trying to keep everything as it is and that's not how the Chinese are you know and we've been told all of our lives the Chinese are very patient they mm-hmm. think they think long term he's saying well, not necessarily they they're immediate meaning if it's if it's right for them to go to war today they will go to war today and look
0: could, at December 7th 1941 it was a Sunday
1: yeah. We That's didn't
0: true. expect that. We were going to church. You know, yesterday was a good day. Today's going to be a good day. Tomorrow's going to be, what the hell is that in the sky? That's right. We, we
1: got our shorts blown off. Yeah, we... It, we it, I think that the same thing is going to happen, Bill, here. I think the Chinese are going to attack Taiwan. They're building up their army right now. They just had a call-up. Uh, uh, They advertised they want to get more men into their army, as did the Russians, by the way. The Russians yeah. just did the exact same thing. They have a—they're uh, doing this campaign to build up their army to the next level. What that next level is, God knows. But they want more men in the Russian army. Uh, they know stuff that we don't know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if uh, if if you took everything at face value, you think we're going to war? Do I think we're going to war? I think that we're at war right now. We just don't know it. I think. Oh, the, yeah, I think
0: we've been at the, War too, and we don't know it. And, yeah, I think all hell's going to break loose at some point in time. Do
1: you think we're ready for it? No. I think, if anything, this administration is making our military weaker. I mean, how can you justify releasing all of those good soldiers, sailors, Marines, uh, because they wouldn't get the vac- vaccination? Some of them were some of our best soldiers. It's Navy so two weeks ago. Navy SEALs, right? Marines. Mm-hmm released because they wouldn't get the shot. So we, we we're left but yet we have we're entertaining a, a woke environment in our military which we're, we're, we're promoting diversity. What we should but be promoting maybe, is accuracy with our weapons. No maybe maybe we've
0: been infiltrated to where our military leaders are not who they say they are and maybe we've been infiltrated conspiracy yes? But to where we're breaking down this country, making it easy for the fall. Uh, look at two weeks ago, we had a president that had the lowest ratings ever. And he his credibility was he was a frigging idiot. Oh, today his numbers are pretty good. They're well into oh, the 40s, yes. and popularity and approval ratings are way up there. What the hell happened in two weeks? Please explain it to me. The guy oh, can't what? carry Bill, he can't speak in a sentence. The Inflation Reduction Act, yeah, that was a brilliant move there. Yeah, we're going to pay for that for the next, well, the rest of my lifetime and my children are going to be paying for this. You know, you want a one-party system? Good.
1: Vote the blue out. It's not really a matter of Democrat or Republican. You may think it's a matter of Democrat or Republican. It's a matter of patriot versus non-patriot. It's a matter of Socialism versus democracy. That's probably the better way of saying it. We have two different uh, uh, governments systems out there vying for power. Right now, it would appear that the people who have it are socialists. God, I shake my head when I say that, that our leaders are proudly socialist, putting socialist uh, reforms, (laughs) I use that term loosely, Uh, To the forefront, you know, we want to have no more school loan situation. We're going to pay off your, well, we're really not going to pay off your school school loan. We're going to pay a fraction of it off, but we're going to cripple our middle class because it's going to come out of them because the 50% Mm -hmm. of our middle class who don't have college degrees, who are the plumbers, the workers, the laborers, they're going to pay for the degrees of the other 50%. Who have
0: degrees. Well, see, now, there you go. That's why you go to college. You learn how to rip the money off from somebody else. Yes. They train you to be a thief because it was these highly touted college-educated people that came up with this stupid plan that's going to cost everybody, even if you did go to college, but you found out uh, that your degree was worth nothing unless you got into politics or you worked for the
1: government. Yes. Well, I got to tell you, there's a guy in New York a guy on the street in New York who has the whole uh, college loan uh, payment thing uh, figured out I pay for my student loan and everyone else should pay for theirs too <laughs> One more time for the folks at home I pay for my student loan and everyone else should pay for theirs too <laughs> I paid for my student loan and everybody else should pay for their student loans too You put a signature on a loan form that you agree to the loan all of a sudden, you're surprised that you have to pay it back? No, no. You pay it back like millions of other people have over the decades. Yeah. You know what?
0: Middle-class people, people of authenticity that are just regular working
1: Joes, we're the ones that are paying for it, and it is not fair. A couple of quick things. You know, during January 6th, uh, right after the uh, January 6th uh, fiasco, Uh, The government said, well, you know, uh, it was the Oath Keepers, the the Oath Keepers who who caused the problem. They were the people who were the troublemakers on January 6th. Well, uh, they just admitted, the government did, quietly, mind you, because they don't want anybody to actually know that they admitted to this, that uh, the Oath Keepers did not lead the attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Well, if they didn't, who the hell did? Well, I'm not sure they know. I think, well, they. I think they probably know because it probably was something which was. Uh, uh, they
0: might have had them over for dinner. That's another one conspiracy
1: time or another. for another time. But I just thought it was interesting. That's a fact. Government admits oath keepers did not lead the attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th.
0: So what? Are, where does that put the, uh, January 6th committee because of all this conspiracy and, uh, well, the, we, uh, the insurrection,
1: I'm sure they'll bounce back one more time because they're like a bad penny. They just never go away. One more piece of information before we wrap this thing up, a uh, 62% of, uh, our population say the media bias, the media bias is getting worse. 62%. So that's good news because it, it seems that, uh, The majority is starting to wake up to what's going on out there, that they're being lied to by mainstream media. Wakey, wakey. You know that fake news that Trump was talking about? Well, it really is. (laughs) Yeah, it is fake
0: news. But, you know, the media, though, they're going to sell the lie that they're they're owned, they're bought, they're paid for. Zuckerberg that we played earlier is uh, a prime example. And then when he realized he was... uh, (laughs) You know, giving away the recipe to
1: their cookies. Well. Yes. He got more cautious and more timid with his response. Yeah. He was enthusiastic initially, but he realized he was like, he was like dancing in a quicksand pool, you know? Ooh, what am I doing? I'm sinking. Um, anyway, one more thing before we leave for the guy in New York. I pay for my student loan and everyone else will pay for theirs, too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that guy great attitude hey William uh before we we leave the show we should ask people to do us a favor over the weekend please 20 we, bucks no but that to that 30, too 40, that that'd be great too uh, well, I'm you, kidding. You go, go to our website and you can uh, you can send us the 20 bucks no that's just we're just kidding. We don't have our address on there, trust me. We, we don't want anyone to know where we live. But if you send me an email, we'll send you our address. But <laughs> 20 bucks, we're easy. Um, what we'd like you to do, because we are having problems with our statistics, because uh, they're not terribly truthful. Can you imagine that? The internet not being truthful with statistics? And then you hear Zuckerberg talking about that too. Yeah, Do us a favor. Tell a friend of yours who doesn't download our show just do do you a favor and download the show even if you don't listen to it even if they don't listen to it download it we're trying to figure out whether we're getting accurate download figures from uh some of our sources and we we don't they're know they're erratic they go way yeah.
0: up they go way
1: down but yeah. you know or just a simple thing when we send you the link because
0: and the links that we send out you know they're a lot and we get acknowledged i just want to know got it you know, and if, if you send it to someone, say, got it, shared, uh, two, you know, it does matter. Because then I can
1: stack that against, or you can stack, we can stack So what stack you're saying against. is you'd like the people to share the link with a friend, and then to send you an email. Say, or send got us it, an email. and you then, got then it. two, and that tells
0: yeah. you how many. And then I can sit there, and you can sit there, and just from that small base, we can go, well, we're only getting credit for yes. 20%, 25%. That tells us a little bit of something that's going on because you,
1: well, even you this can, morning you heard Zuckerberg, you, right? He, they manipulate this stuff out there. If they don't like what we're doing on Facebook, they can throttle us down. And like I said, well, there are some people who are getting notices of a show three or four days after the show's been posted.
0: Yeah, now why? You know why is that? You know, you you sit there and you go, "Come on," you know where the numbers are, you know where they should be. Uh, you know, we've talked to a few radio stations that are.
1: Another thing I should mention,
0: tape Picking us up, yeah.
1: If you are a fan of the show and you like the show, the the best thing to do is every day around between 12 and one o'clock, the show is posted brand new. Okay. Yeah. Monday through Friday. Go to it's another day. All one word. It's another day. Dot com. That's our website. You'll see it right there. You can mm-hmm. download it from our website. That's the yeah. easiest way to do it. Don't wait for Facebook to post it because you may get it three or four days later. Exactly. They're so, always bad at that. Yep. And uh, our phone number is 833-583-6060 if you want to call us. Hey, by the way, if you want to call us at that number and say, uh, Bill and Jim, uh, yeah, I downloaded it and sent it to a friend or two friends, and they downloaded it too. That's another way of doing it, 833 833- What's the the, uh, internet address or the email address, Bill?
0: Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. And don't forget.
1: I pay for my student loan and everyone else will pay for theirs too. (laughs) (laughs) Amen, brother. Amen. Hey, have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. We'll do it all over again. All right. Have a good one. If oh, by the way, if something happens over the weekend, we'll do a weekend update and yeah, get we'll it out to you. Yeah, do a
0: weekend update. Yeah.
1: See you later, buddy.
0: Adios.